We're at Cavens on a Thursday. Kate Horton coming up at 11 a.m. Well, 11.05 to be exact. We'll talk to one of the stars of the Sooners run towards the championship series in Omaha. Chat a little bit about his future, but more specifically, just reminisce. I don't – we're not going to grill him about any draft conversations, okay? It's just – he's going to make his decision in time, and I don't really know how much of a decision there is to be made. Um, I, I keep seeing – and I don't know about you, Josh, just speaking of Cade here real quick. I keep seeing conflicting information. Um. I, I I talked to the guys that I did my college baseball shows with, and they said they wouldn't be surprised if he was a, a top 10, top 15, top 20 pick. Uh, I see others that say with the wealth of research that has already been done on other guys that maybe teams have already pretty much had that agreement with certain players, and even though Cade Horton's numbers might wow them, they'll go with what they've researched over the last, you know, year to two years than a guy that's kind of just burst onto the scene, even though Cade Horton's upside might be a little bit higher uh, based on what they've seen in a short amount of time. So maybe maybe there's a little bit more of a decision than we even first thought for Cade Horton, where it's, oh, it's a slam dunk he's going to go. Maybe it's a little bit more of a of a of of an in-depth conversation than we even thought. It could be, again – Kate Horton caught absolute fire that final month and change. Well, really, month of the season, right, from the Big 12 tournament uh, forward. I don't know, though. (laughs) You know, 24 strikeouts in two College World Series games and the way that he had hitters baffled the way that he did. I can have all the research in the world, and I can feel like I've got a better idea about maybe – a different prospect based on, again, big portfolio binder of research that I've got in front of me. And then I can go back and say, but hmm, those two College World Series games where this kid, Cade Horton, fanned 24 batters on the biggest stage. I just, you know, I mean, that's just going to hold so much weight, I think. that We'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously there is a, a little bit of a late to the party factor here. I agree. I agree. So, Kate's coming up at 11 a.m. this morning, Joey, at 1030. Real quick, before we play this Parker cut from your pod last night, let me get Bill in here. Bill's been incredibly patient, 405-329-9000. What's going on, Bill? Good morning, Bill. Good morning. So, I assume Cole Adams went to Alabama. Correct. Roll Tide. How long do you think – and I'm not – but I don't think they can play games with some of these kids like they've been playing with Cole Adams. I don't think he ever intended to go to OU, even after they offered him the scholarship. Maybe not. Maybe not. You, you might be right. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to Cole. I know he's got he's got one of the best high school football coaches in the history of ever in Bill Blankenship there at Owasso. Uh And I haven't had a chance to talk to Bill in a couple of years. So, um, you know, I don't think that he's into, quote-unquote, playing games, but – I also think that, you know, Josh hit it on the head earlier. You had a receiver that seemed pretty committed in Cozart, and the next thing you know, whenever he decommits, it kind of opens up an opportunity. And I would imagine for some guys, Bill, whenever one of the first teams on you is Alabama, but then suddenly, you know, another team that's pretty good comes into the picture, you might still stick with the team that was, quote, unquote, talking to you first. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, what if they really had wanted him? 
they could have made him an offer early, like they really wanted him. And if he doesn't, he's got. It's up to him to commit or not. It's just like this Lagway kid. I, I forget the kid out Allen, Texas. They're playing games with this kid, and they wait, say wait, he's wait, not hold much. On. When you say they're playing games, are you saying Oklahoma's playing yes, games? Yes, he's kids? talking about well, Oklahoma, like, tiptoeing around before I they think, extend an offer. Okay. I think they're slow playing. Some of these kids thinking they're going to get the higher-rated kid, and sometimes that doesn't always work out. Well, okay, let me let me play devil's advocate, Bill. And then, Josh, I don't know if, if you can help me craft this take. What if – you know, it's been made pretty clear that they're not going to commit right away. And then in that, you're offering him whenever you know that he's not going to commit. I don't know. I'm just – I don't think it's necessarily playing games to where they're trying to get the higher-ranked guy. I just – maybe they know and they, they realize, hey, when we offer, we need to commit. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand this, Bill. Uh, I just I don't see how you could think anyone in Oklahoma is playing games with these kids. Well, I'm maybe not playing games, but I think if there's two guys out there relatively close by my side, offer them both, and whichever one commits first, you take him. Um, Bill, thanks for your phone call. I appreciate it. Um, Lagway, by the way, had been offered, and according to Travis, had been offered for a while. In fact, he was their first quarterback offer. So, again, this is what happens is we get in this world where either you – and I'm not accusing Bill of this, Josh, but I think you you end up in a a spot where maybe you've seen a few quotes or you've read a few things or you've heard a couple of different takes on it, and that's what you go with. I don't – I like what Oklahoma is doing, man. I know we're not looking at OU Insider or Sooner Scoop or on three rankings right now that have them in the top five, but I, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, let Texas celebrate these off-season wins. They this is where they win their this is where they're champs, man. They don't do anything come game day. So I'm just I'm in a spot right now where I'm not panicking too terribly much. Um, <laughs> I like that. Uh, how grumpy is Bill this morning, Josh? Bill did not seem happy, did he? No, no, he is ticked off, man. Ticked off with uh, the way Oklahoma's approached some of these recruitments. I just don't know enough about the inner workings exactly. of this recruitment. Like, the point you were making, I think, is a good one. If Oklahoma sort of had the impression that, okay, they could offer him because he's an in-state kid – and they needed to offer him because he was an in-state kid. But, oh, by the way, they didn't feel like that was going to be a committable offer on Cole Adams into right. the equation. Then this staff has made it pretty clear they they don't just want to offer just to offer. So the optics of it, though, I definitely get that side of it. When Ashton Kozar decommits and then Oklahoma extends an offer, and again, it is an in-state kid that everybody around here, Oklahoma fans, they want to see OU offer, right? That is always going to be a hot-button topic. Can Oklahoma keep the in-state kids? That's not an Oklahoma-specific thing. Nebraska fans, I'm sure, in Nebraska, right? If 
if there's a Nebraska kid like a Cade McIntyre that gets away and comes to Oklahoma, I, I bet you Sports Talk Radio up in Lincoln and Omaha and wherever. Oh, losing their mind. Yeah, right. Like, why can we not keep Cade McIntyre in the state of Nebraska? This is this is not specific to the state of Oklahoma. I just, again, I don't know enough about Cole Adams and the inner workings here of sort of how the Oklahoma coaching staff was approaching it, what they were thinking, how Cole Adams was approaching his recruitment. I just read here and see a lot of the same things that you and everybody else does out there that it took a while for OU to offer for whatever reason, and now he's he's going to Alabama. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's just we, we – I feel like we do this a lot, and even when we're happy and we're excited about things – Right? Even whenever we're juiced about a guy that we get, then there's that panic and that concern about, is he actually going to sign? Is he going to – right? And you lose guys. It's just – I don't – I don't know. This is a world I don't – this is a world I don't get too carried away with. I, and, and this is part of the reason why. And I'm trying to be better at it. I really am. And that's why we have guys like Parker Thune. So set the stage for me on this, Josh. Set the stage for me on this because I want to hear this. I want to hear this from what Parker had to say last night. So somebody that we can absolutely trust from OU Insider. Of course, you can hear him right here every single day from 12 to 3 alongside Steely and then uh, Tyler McComas for Locked In. The question was simple, Plank. It was, was this just a matter of Oklahoma being late to the party? Why Cole Adams ultimately is committing to Alabama and not coming to Oklahoma. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, on a very fundamental level, that is why Cole Adams decided to go to Alabama over Oklahoma. And look, far be it from me uh, to question the pecking order that Brent Venables and Cale Gundy and the rest of that Oklahoma staff have at the wide receiver position. But I think there's a very good chance that Cole Adams will be looked back upon as the one that got away, the out-of-state kid that OU allowed to slip through their fingers in this class because you understand not getting by Job, right? He's not an Oklahoma native, and so if he ends up going to Michigan State or Alabama as somebody that doesn't really feel the same pull towards OU as somebody who spent their entire life in the state, it's understandable, and are you disappointed by it? Sure, but you, un but you understand it. You get it. It makes sense that the Sooners aren't going to get Luke has because the second Lincoln Riley left, he had a lot of family ties to Arkansas. Arkansas was kind of always where his heart was. He was committed to Lincoln Riley. He wasn't committed to Oklahoma. So the new staff never really had a shot with Luke has. It just wasn't going to go down that way with Micah tease. He's solidly trending in a different direction right now. And that has a lot to do with the fact that the Sooner staff wanted him to play defensive back and Micah T's preferred to play wide receiver. They just weren't on the same page and that's okay. That's again, one of those things that you may be disappointed by, but you certainly understand with Cole Adams. I think the optics of his offer were not good at all. And I remember talking about it in the immediate aftermath might've talked about it with you on this podcast, but Cole Adams wasn't offered by Oklahoma until the day after Ashton Cozart decommitted and flipped to Oregon. So if I'm Cole Adams and 
the Oklahoma staff has dragged their feet and kind of flirted with me for months and months and months, but haven't yet offered me. And then all of a sudden their one wide receiver commit decides he's going to go somewhere else. And then they circle back around with the offer. I don't feel like a priority. And given that Alabama had been months earlier to the punch, as far as offering him and had made him a priority from the get go, given him a committable offer, hosted him on an unofficial visit and invited him back for an official Nick Saban did everything he needed to do in this recruitment, pulled all the right strings to get a kid that was in Oklahoma's backyard out of the Sooner State. And again, maybe Oklahoma will turn out to be fine at the wide receiver position in this class. They've got Keon Brown committed. There's a very good chance they get a top 50 player nationally in Jaquay's Petaway, and they're trending in the right direction for Anthony Evans as well. But I... There is no doubt in my mind that Cole Adams is going to go to Alabama and have success. He is a very good football player, and he is a very talented wide receiver. I think this is going to be much akin to the Josh Jacobs situation more so than the David Cornwell situation, right? Because those are two those are two Oklahoma kids that Alabama brought in, and their careers went very differently. I'm not saying Cole Adams is going to be a first-round pick like Josh Jacobs was, but I think down the line, there will be some folks that look back on Cole Adams' recruitment, see what he has done to that point in Alabama, and are kind of kicking themselves, wondering what might have happened if that guy had been a Sooner. Okay. A lot to unpack there, Josh. A lot to unpack. But I guess the biggest takeaway on this more than anything else is (sighs) – it was, can I say, a timing issue? Or is that me even being too homeristic? At its fundamental, most basic core level, yes. It was that Oklahoma was, quote-unquote, late to the party. And it happens. I, I know it doesn't I, – I know it doesn't do much – but it happens. I, I know that's not going to make people feel any better about it. Bill, I don't think that they're slow-playing people. I don't think that this is a full house and suddenly they're waiting. It's like, ugh, I don't know. You know, it's just maybe he has three aces in his hand. If he flops that fourth, I'm going to be – I don't think that's what's happening here. I just don't. Um, I don't think – I think they've got a pretty good crew in the Cruton world. I really do. I think that they're in solid footing, and I, I know that this does. My my guys like, gosh, I feel bad for people like, like Eddie and and Parker and you guys that that's got to deal with the message board side of things. I mean, I've got, I've got Pierce in studio, and if someone wants to call and talk recruit, and Pierce can go, yeah, just call back at noon. Parker will be on. I mean, I can't help you too much, but you know, you got this open reign of people that are just like, we're terrible, we're not doing this, and you just got to deal with it, and sit there and say, got to calm down a little bit. I mean, we've planted flags for national championships based on a guy that committed in June and July that never, ever stepped on campus. Think about that. And now you're wanting to tear down the Switzer Center based on a dude from Owasso that is going to Alabama, and we we just don't know. So it's very, very, very frustrating. All right, quick break. Quick break. When we come back – I mean – 
I, it's a great point. On the su- I'll keep it super secret. Super secret text toast alive. I said this yesterday. I said this. I'm sorry, Amanda. Sorry, I'm here at Cavens. I'm just. I'm freaking out. Okay, I'm sorry. These dudes aren't homers. Okay, this isn't me telling. I'm telling you to calm down. But I'm a freaking homer. These are dudes that have developed an objective perspective on this program, and every single one of them are telling you to calm down. Do you know what would do some massive numbers at Soonerscoop.com or OUinsider.com or on Q.com or what on three? Whatever. I don't nobody goes ah. there. Whatever. Um, do you know what would do some massive numbers? Why Oklahoma recruiting is in trouble. Why Brent Venables has slow played his hand. That would do some clicks, baby. You would get some fuel there. And guess what? Nobody's doing it. Everybody's telling you to calm down. I need to calm down. Just calm down. You need a cup of coffee, I think. It's going to be okay. Well, I told you I hadn't had my full cup of coffee yet. So now that I finally have it, it's, I think You're I'm good to go. You're supercharged. Yeah, now I'm ready overcharged. <laughs> Kate Horton coming up at 11 a.m. This is the Plank Show. And by the way, Pierce, the, the text on my I don't talk politics is the best text ever to this show. I don't talk politics. I never do. Never will. Never have. But yet I've got a paragraph on one thing I said about politics. That's why. Yeah. Why? Yes, it, it oh is. Uh, it is a large text message. But and, and even if you read it, it doesn't discount what I said, which is the best part. But it's just it shows you how. Fr- uh, let's just take this as an example, right? The bombshell on January sixth, right? The bombshell, and now literally there's eight thousand different stories about the bombshell. I just I. How about we just consider it an embarrassing situation, let that committee do its job, and let's fix our economy, let's fix our rising gas prices. Boy, I mean, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be kind of cool to focus on, I don't know, America for a little bit here? America. I'm, I'm America. So anyway, uh, I would block that person because it is a political take, but they, they are a softball fan, so that gives you a pass. Um, <laughs> I just like that they started the message with "shame on you, Chris." Shame on me for having a take different than yours. It did warm uh, my. It did kind of warm my heart this morning. So thank you for uh, that. All right, listen, I, I we got Joey coming up after the bottom of the hour. So you want to move up our air comfort solutions text here and hit a few of them? Absolutely. Let's roll through the game. Is there any loose ends? Is there any loose ends you want to tie up from what Parker said or promote up the locked on Sooners pod? Yeah, I mean that's obviously easy to find. You just. Search Locked On Sooners. First off, thank you to Parker for coming on. How dynamite is he? He's just so He's good awesome. when it comes to anything going on on the OU recruiting side of things, which I would just friendly reminder there say tune into him 12 to 3 every single day right here on the ref where if he's not giving you every last piece of recruiting information he's giving you quite a bit right here on the airwaves and then over at OU Insider. I just think that uh, again this is going to be somebody for Oklahoma fans that you hope that what he said, and I like that Parker prefaced it by saying, look, I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Jacobs' first-round draft pick, but right. I think that there could be some some remorse there for Oklahoma fans when you look back and you see that, hey, Josh Jacobs is a pretty good football player at the University of Alabama, and ultimately Oklahoma just was not quick enough to offer. Hey. I want to be honest with you, and I was, I was trading some texts with uh, one of my nine one eight friends on the super secret text us online. I get a little. Um, am I allowed to say butthurt, or is that not allowed anymore? 
Yay or nay? It's okay by me, down? but I maybe, don't know. I'm not shaky. I've, okay, I get a little bit frustrated when I see a 918 guy not go to Oklahoma, and maybe even more if I'm specific. I want to see a 918 guy stay in state. I really do. If he's not going to Oklahoma, then at the very least, go to Oklahoma State. And, I mean, listen, for me, number two would be to Tulsa because that's my alma mater. Or Arkansas makes sense. No, 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 no. It's got to stay in state. Sorry, dude. That's the rule. Dim to rules. We're going to build a gullet around – wait, what's it called? Come on. They build them around castles. It's not a gullet. A it's moat. A, um, moat. Moat. We're going to build a moat around this state and you can't leave. Now, we could have, a, we could have some conversations about Arkansas – but it's still not Oklahoma, just like Dallas is still in Texas where they play the OU Texas game. I filled up the phone lines on that one fun uh, Friday afternoon in 1999. Anyway, um, my point is I get it. I understand it. I, I, I feel your frustration, right? Every single guy in the state, his first thought should be Oklahoma. Every single female softball player in this state if patty wants her her first thought should be oklahoma i I could go down the list right we do every single sport here but i just i i think sometimes it's it's not reality i remember being so mad when danny morris went to to kansas state i remember being so mad when who was the union receiver was it michael johnson that went to georgia i remember being so bent whenever you know, at, at first, you, you think about great names for the night. Josh Jacobs. I didn't know a lot about Josh coming out of McLean. Um, or was it McLean that, that he went to high school at? No, it wasn't. Was it? Anyway, I remember being mad whenever, you know, he decided to go to Alabama. But I didn't know much about him at the time, right? There was a couple of other names that were getting a little bit more buzz. Um, I remember being mad when Brian Pickrell went to Texas over going to a school in Oklahoma. I could do this all day long. But it's Thomas Hill going to Kansas State out of um, out of Hale High School. They, these, I want to see everyone from the 918 end up going to an Oklahoma-based school. But it's just not the reality, Josh. It's no, not. it's not. No, it's not. And, again, that's why I think you and I sat here and kind of hashed it around. I think we'd all uh, agree that probably – Hindsight being 2020, even if Oklahoma didn't think that Cole Adams was going to commit if they offered or they didn't feel like they were the front runner in his mind, probably they should have offered sooner, right? Like most everybody would agree with that hindsight being 2020, but it kind of is what it is. You're not going to get every kid in the state of Oklahoma, and even though Cole Adams is a four-star recruit and that's someone that the Sooner fan base is naturally going to have as a priority in terms of somebody they want in their their signing class in their uh, recruiting class you're just not going to get every in-state kid and we we circle the schooners on this every single time there's a highly touted in-state product why did Oklahoma not get them because you're not going to get every (laughs) in-state kid by the way uh my boss and, and life coach Don Christie checked in on the super secret textoso line. SSTL. That's right, SSTL. Uh, with a woo pig. I'm sorry, DC, we're building a moat. 
okay? It's just not – you're not getting <laughs> – I don't care if there's planes that can fly over it. You're not getting any more Tulsa area guys. And it's funny. I go old school, right? I go back to guys in the early 2000s, and, and Trav brings up Dax Hill and Josh Proctor. There's, I mean, Dax Hill was a second-day NFL draft pick. Josh Proctor is a guy that has an incredible future that he's living right now. It's, it's a great point. There are, and do you remember Dax Hill? Dax Hill going to Michigan, not good, not good. No, and look, it, it wound up playing out to where that was a significant loss for Oklahoma. Oh gosh, here's a good one too. Out of the, don't forget the Lockets to Kansas State. Oh. Well, and I almost mentioned them a moment ago when you were breaking down the the moat, and we're going to keep everybody <laughs> in state. Uh, I, I almost made the sideways well, remark here that unless your last name is Lockett, then Lockett, you're just kind of – You can go to Kansas Yeah, State. you're penciled into the Wildcats. We understand that. I mean, Kansas State crushed us for a while with the Lockets. Uh, I mentioned what Travis Hill was the tight end. You had Danny Morris. It was something else. Um, uh, there's some good texts. And then there's, there's one more here. Oh, my God. Alabama stole David Cornwell from Norman North with his size and arm. Oh, wait, that worked out okay for OU. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. That was that was like 08, right? Or it was, was it later than that? It would have been after that. I think it would have been like, I don't know, 14, something like that. Oh, 12? really? Was it that? Hold on here. David Cornwell, because he was the kid that was at Norman, like moved around like crazy, right? Yeah. But had, had a cannon for an arm, man. Cannon. And then he ended up going to Alabama and it never worked out. 6'5", 241, yeah, class of 2014, you're right. So I was only six years off. And I remember, dude, it was meltdown city on the on the big show. I mean, meltdown city. How can you let someone in your backyard go to Alabama? Oklahoma wasn't even recruiting him. What in the world is going on here? Yeah, I think that worked out okay. I think that worked out okay. All right, uh, quick break. It is 10.33. Now, everything has moved up a little bit on the show today because Cade Horton is coming on with us at 11 a.m. this morning. Cade Horton, Sooner star of the Men's College World Series run. When we come back, we'll throw Joey Helmer into our recruit and fire next right here on The Ref. All right, this is the Plank Show right here on The Ref. You can also find us all across the state courtesy of not just the iHeartRadio app, search The Ref, uh, our app, download it today. You can go to krefsports.com. You can go to buzztulsa.com. We got you covered. He's Josh on Plank. Pierce is running the show, and we're pumped to be joined by big brother Joey Helmer, OUinsider.com. Joey, I appreciate you being flexible, man. We got Cade Horton coming up in just a bit. Uh, and in, t- in anticipation, before we get into this recruiting talk that we've had all day long, uh, boy, what a run for this OU baseball team. You got to live a majority of it. And to see to see Katie emerge like he did was something really, really cool. Oh, I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. The guy, uh, you know, I thought <laughs> the commentator said it perfectly. He's made himself a, a couple of million dollars at least here. And um, he was just phenomenal. I, I thought um, he, he put the team on his back the other day and absolutely gave Oklahoma a chance to to uh, to win that game. And if a couple things go differently, they they would have won that game and played in the third one on Monday. So, yeah, he, he was simply phenomenal. And um, his emergence down the stretch of the season was 
really something to behold. I agree. I agree. What a fun run. Here's the hope now, right? Here's the hope. Joey, the hope is that this elevates the enthusiasm for baseball, not just in a fundraising perspective, but in a ticket-buying perspective. We want to create an environment at Mitchell Park similar to – well, it's going to be hard with – I don't know what the capacity is off the top of my head. With like 20,000. You're not going to be able to do that uh, game in and game out. But have that energy that Ole Miss fans had, right? Make make Mitchell Park a place that people don't want to come play because it's going to be a nightmare. And I and I think I think there's a chance that this has been sparked. I hope that it carries over to next season for him. Well, and we've talked to the, about this to some degree about uh, the, the fact that – the timing of this is perfect. Oklahoma needs more interest in its baseball program right now as it's transitioning to the SEC because uh, you look and that league has interest across the board in all sports. But, I mean, baseball, you mean you hit the nail on the head with uh, how well Ole Miss traveled, uh, the fan support. Um, I mean, you can look across the league, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, I mean, just any team in that league supports their baseball program um, at an elite level. And so uh, Oklahoma needs that. It's important. And this run is reason for that to happen. And so, yeah, that's absolutely the hope here. And um, I I think Oklahoma uh, moving forward certainly has to feel like they're in a better spot. I mean, this was as good of a season as you could have possibly drawn it up and, um, yeah, you know, two more victories would have been the icing on the cake in winning the national championship. But I don't think anyone had Oklahoma going to the national championship series, let alone going to the College World Series, and here they were. And so that support certainly is warranted and needs to be there. So we're hanging out with Joey Helmer, OUinsider.com. Uh, I know we got Parker coming up in uh, an hour and 15 minutes from now, and we, we heard a little bit of him on, on Josh's pod uh, last uh, earlier this hour. But with the, the Cole Adams news and with, you know, the I guess you could say the less than jaw-dropping uh, signees commitments, excuse me, in some people's minds, that freakout factor is pretty high on the recruiting side. I feel like this is rather consistent, but what's it going to take, you think, for people to calm down a little bit? Because I, I said this consistently. Joe, you could get all the clicks if you wanted to on a story about how Oklahoma recruiting is in trouble and everything, is, but nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. And these, these are people that cover recruiting day in and day out. So why are the fans freaking out so much? What can we do or what can happen to kind of – pull everyone back in it's going to come together everyone just needs to relax here uh, i think uh the the month of july could be a, a very nice one so i'll just say that but um there, there's always a bit of a freak out factor when you look and uh, you, you know you've got what what right now is number 42 in the country a lot of 42 a lot of people look at those numbers and freak out well there's a whole cycle here and so uh, the, the staff, I, I can tell you, they have done a really good job on the recruiting trail. Uh, the, their pitch has been good. Uh, the, you've talked uh, about the, the family aspect that they're bringing to this program, and uh, it's going to manifest itself soon. So I, I would just say be patient with it. Um, I, I know there's been a lot of uh, – we talk about the freak out um, with Texas, and 
uh, how many commits that they've got at the elite level recently. And um, so that's the storyline. Are we going to go back to the early 2000s here with Oklahoma and Texas? And, uh, what's going to kind of be the situation? Will they finally be able to uh, develop some talent? So that's kind of I, – I think that's a layer to the story as well. Not only are people concerned about uh, maybe Oklahoma and w- what's happening on that end of things is like looking around and uh, your Red River rival, Texas, right now is recruiting so well. And so uh, people naturally, I guess, are going to freak out a little bit. But I'd say just just be patient here. Where do you stand on Arch Manning then? You kind of segued right into it. It's obviously a huge commitment for the Longhorns, but what do you make of it and what it means for Texas both in the here, here and now, and then moving forward? It's huge. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's absolutely enormous for Texas. And and I look forward and, and just kind of my eyes light up when, when you think about uh, Arch Manning going against Jackson Arnold here in the coming years. And, uh, man, Jackson Arnold has had a really, really good couple of days um, out at the Elite 11. Um, he's been consistently in the, the top two so far. Um, I think at 24-7 sports, we've have him, uh, had him uh, in that top two spot both of the first two days. So he's been really good. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas both have to feel good about um, the, the trajectory there with uh, that pair of signal callers. So, yeah, it, it's a huge gift for Texas. Uh, I mean, there's no way to, to downplay that. But, um, again, I think Oklahoma has to feel good about uh, their situation, certainly with uh, Arnold and then uh, what's to come here on the recruiting trail. By the way, uh, our build the moat, uh, idea for the state of Oklahoma. Someone brings up a really good point on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Just make sure the southern moat still has a one-way lane coming north. Now, this is a good point because we still need to get that talent coming in from Texas. So we'll get we'll get people on it, Jesse, and make sure we get that correct. But I, I brought this up, Joey, and I think it's fair because I feel the same way whenever anyone from the 918 goes to a school outside of Oklahoma – but it's always ratcheted up a little bit whenever it's a local guy that goes somewhere other than Oklahoma, right? I mean, that, that kind of brings the frustration a little bit higher, doesn't it? It does, and I'm trying to remember some, some of the names. Uh, oh, we went through names. them all. We can do it. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 we could do it. We just did a whole segment on it. It's wild when you think about some of the talent that's left, and it's frustrating. But, again, it, it's, it happens. It happens in every state. It, it, it does. And I think it, it, the, the thing about it is it's a little bit more magnified in Oklahoma, right? Because, um, and we've discussed this as well, like you're not dealing with the state like Georgia or, or Florida or California where there's just this wealth and wealth of talent. And that's. No, I'm not trying to slight uh, Oklahoma by any means. There's there's elite talent in, in this uh, state in, in terms of football and in other sports as well, but uh, there's not that talent pool. J- just simply, there's not as many kids, and so it's magnified from that standpoint. Um, you know, when a Cole Adams goes to Alabama. Um, compared to maybe how it would be viewed in some of those other states, just because of the, the sheer um, the numbers factor, the, the, the talent pool, if you will. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, um, oh, one more, and I'll let you get out of here, and it's this. What is what is next? I mean, during our, I guess you could say, look at, like, the off-season schedule, you know, we're less than, you know, 50 days away from the actual start of the college football season. We're inching close because we have those Friday games in week zero, or I guess it's all being lumped into week one. But as far as the off-season schedule is concerned, what, media days is next up, right? It is, and I can tell you that uh, <laughs> I, I got to be – I'm trying to get out on the golf course here the next week or two, but, <laughs> man, I, I, I guess I'm learning what the, the middle 30s feels like because I uh, pulled the old uh, lawnmower string and strained my oblique the other day. So I'm like, I have oh. two weeks here to, to heal up a little bit before Big 12 Media Day. So <laughs> I'm like, come on, let it happen. <laughs> I can tell you it probably smelled like an icy hot factory last night, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, yeah, it's it, thanks to OU baseball, uh, this year, it's been pretty seamless, uh, in terms of, um, yeah. our summer situation. Normally I have that uh, time, I guess, since I've been covering it, um, the, the time between the softball world series and media days. And uh, now that's all been kind of condensed to uh, about two weeks. So, um, yeah, it's it's flying on by summer as we uh, as we know it is going to be in a going through here in a flash, and uh, then we'll be in uh, about a month from now we'll be into fall camp and all that, and then we'll be into the season. So it's happening pretty quick here. Yeah, good stuff. All right, hey Joy, thanks for being flexible with us, man. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. Hey, no doubt. Thanks, guys, for having me on. See you, Joy Helmer. OUinsider.com. That's OUinsider.com. At Joey Helmer, 247. All right. Quick break. When we come back, let's wrap up hour number two with some of your Air Comfort Solutions texts. And then a dude that stayed home from our backyard. Cade Horton joins us after 11 a.m. on the Plank Show right here from Cavens Construction on a Thursday. Uh, a couple of quick Air Comfort Solutions texts to wrap up hour number two with the Plank Show. Pierce running the show, Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Maybe I'll spit it out at some point, right? Uh, official start of NBA free agency is this evening, though moves have already been made. Hey. So it's it's kind of like that, what that, that, not cheating, but um, how do they term it in the NFL, Josh? Tampering. It was, and they had, what's that? Tampering. Yes, Pierce. Tampering. Thank you. Leffelholtz with the haymaker. Boom. Pierce Leffelholtz. All right, go ahead real quick before I get these texts. Can I float something a little bit crazy to you? I'm all in. Is there any sort of deal the Thunder could swing for DeAndre Ayton? Sure. Absolutely. They have more, what's the word I'm looking for, capital than just about anyone in the draft. And apparently that's what Phoenix is looking for. And I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to put a player in that deal. Because it's going to be a sign and trade, right? Yes. What made you think about Aiton in the baby blue and red and gold and black and whatever other colors we consider for OKC now? <laughs> there are several. Well, just because it sounds like he's getting moved out of Phoenix, and if you're Oklahoma City and now you've had this draft where you added Chet Holmgren, do you think about pairing him? With an Aiton and a Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 
and getting aggressive into win now? I mean, is could that be a possibility? Sure. Absolutely. I mean, think about the 2018 draft class today, Josh. DeAndre Ayton, Jalen Brunson, Lonnie Walker, Miles um, Bridges looks like he's staying, Colin Sexton, they all could be on the move at some point today. The Pistons are involved in Ayton. According to reports, the Nets are involved uh, in DeAndre Ayton. And the, the – the Nets deal, and think about this. This gives you an idea. NBA Central floated this last night. It doesn't seem like it has a lot of juice to me, but the Suns would get Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, and, and Cam Thomas for DeAndre Ayton. Ugh. That's a terrible package. <laughs> I don't like Oklahoma Yeah, I don't City. like that at all. Oklahoma City could run laps around something like that, but, you know, he is the only player that averaged 17 or more points per game and shot better than 60% from the floor. So, we'll see. You know, yesterday we brought up a name in Kayvon Looney as maybe someone you go after in free agency. He's unrestricted. But, you know, Bobby Marks did say on that podcast, that the Low Post podcast, that the market isn't necessarily there. And uh, it's just – it's wild for me to think and, – and not because I don't think teams want him. But I just don't know if if there's a either package or or space to go get them. Oklahoma City has both, dude. I'd love it. I'd love we, we and and what do we see at the draft? OKC got aggressive. That's what you wanted, right? Why not get aggressive? You're not gonna win free agency battles, guys. It's just not gonna happen. This would be an awesome move, only to have them sit them out before the trade deadline because they don't want to be good. No, no, stop it, please. (laughs) Kate Horton joins us next.